Being Reasonable, now heard on WHUPLP Hillsborough, WCOM Carborough, and WPVM Asheville. Being Reasonable comes to you from the WHUP studios in downtown Hillsborough, North Carolina. I'm Mark Solomon, and you are taking part in Being Reasonable, the weekly conversation show that focuses on how we've arrived on our steadfast views and our desire to know what is true. To participate in this friendly collaboration, all you need is respectfulness and an honest interest in the truth. We can all improve the way we form and consider our beliefs, and we can do so by being reasonable. One, two. On this week's show, we speak with another repeat guest, Alex. Alex re-examines his spiritual belief that there is a heaven waiting for us both individually and collectively. So let's speak again with Alex. It is great to see you again. And what I'm doing now is I am talking to people I've talked to approximately a year ago and just to see if things have changed as far as uh, the belief they initially presented and if it has changed, why? And if it hasn't, why hasn't it changed as well? You're the third person I've talked to and I find these conversations interesting because sometimes people have given it some thought, and sometimes people have not. But either way, I think it's often quite interesting to have an additional conversation. Yeah. Good. Good. glad to be here, and I think it'll be very interesting. So I've been thinking about it a little bit, and I think with the environment that we're in currently, it might make someone's beliefs stronger or weaker, depending on... Good point. You know, the whole... And I, it's, it's ubiquitous now... COVID pandemic, the word yeah, is so something about uh, facing your own mortality that can maybe uh, clear up some beliefs or maybe make things more hazy. Who knows? Yeah, a little more muddy. <laughs> <laughs> so the last time I talked with you, you said that you had a strong spiritual belief in that we survive our deaths both individually and collectively in the sense that we go to heaven where we are separate from other people, but also joined to other people. Correct. kind of a collective and individual heaven. Uh And when I asked you how confident you were in this belief, you said a seven. And then when I asked you how important is truth to you, you said a seven. And the evidence or reasons that you presented were psychoactive drug experiences, Mm -hmm. uh, family upbringing, and some general personal experiences you've had. And if I'm mischaracterizing that, please let me know. But that's what I gathered from that. Mm-hmm. And I also asked you, what are the stakes involved if your belief turned out to be incorrect? And you said that it would be devastating if your belief wasn't true, but you'd also want to know the truth. So you, that's how I think things were kind of left. Was that yes. a bit of a, uh, a conflict yeah. between those two, but I thought that that was very interesting. And, and at the end, I think you were still confident in your belief at a seven, and you thought that the truth is important at the level of a seven. Mm-hmm. 
did I, I that was very quick and hopefully no, I no, characterized that's, that's what actually, we talked about well. No, no, that actually sum, that sums it up pretty good. That's actually a good explanation. I mean, after it was pretty much an hour conversation. Yeah. Difficult questions, complex questions and, and thoughts to get out and to articulate all of that. Well, very cool. So there's different ways we can start this conversation, but maybe I can start off just by asking you on the scale again and to see if anything's changed. And if it has, we can talk why. And if not, we can explore that as well. Okay. So how confident are you in that your belief is true? And the belief is a spiritual belief that we survive our deaths both independently and collectively in a heaven. It's still, I still deeply feel that. Would you say a, a one to seven? Is it would it be accurate to say a seven, or is it less? I don't think it's any any less. I think that it's still at least a seven. I don't know that honestly it has wavered much. I think that being uh, in the situation that I am and a lot of other people are right now, you get depressed or you feel good, and those days when if you think about that will will affect that score. It's you, kind of like a running, like a running. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but what kind, of, what kind of feelings affect the belief you're saying? Well, depression, just, just like. If you're feeling down. If then you're feeling down. You say you rely on the belief more when you're feeling down? Is that what you're I saying? I would think, yeah. Yeah, because you, when you're depressed and there isn't a whole lot going on, yeah. you have to rely on, beliefs are kind of what you, are your rock sure. or something that you can relate to sure. uh, internally, yeah. uh, especially when communication is completely different. The lack yeah. of, of in-person interaction is, has huge impacts on your beliefs or my beliefs. Yeah. So. No, I get it. It's, it's, it's honestly this year of 2020, which I thought would be a banner year. <laughs> yeah. And 2020 right. being... It's crystal just, clear has turned end up out being a blur and roll. Just want to forget it, right? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so, and the second question is, how important is it for you to believe in things that are true? So, this year, more than any other time in my life that I can remember, the truth to me is even more important. Okay. And the reason is pretty much what's going on in the world. There's just there's too many, too many forces out there that are wanting to bend things for their favor. So the truth to me isn't, isn't, I'm not necessarily looking at it spiritually right at this moment as much as just overall what's going on in the world with, with people and communicating and what people don't want to tell you and what they want to. So you're saying so, like in dire times, yes. the truth is this is especially important. Oh, I think it very much so because I feel that the gray or the muddied up it is, uh, the less successful we are at getting out of the situation. And I asked you this question last time and I'll ask you again, and this may have changed and it may have not. How do you know that your belief is true? <laughs> that, I, uh, it, that's something that just comes from within. It's hard to explain. And I think I went through this last time when we had this discussion is it's you have these internal feelings and how do you articulate that? 
And so I just, it's one of those things that, you know, I went through these experiences, whether it was hallucinogenic drugs that change your point of view. And I, and I do believe that interactions, it will basically the environment you live in can have a huge impact on what you believe or how it changes your belief. Say it again. So interaction, like the whole space that you're within. Yeah. Those pressures and those, those reactions can have a huge impact on your belief system. They can either make it stronger or it can make it weaker. Obviously, it's, you asked the question because it's, it's not an easy question to, to uh, answer. And yeah. is, is the answer right or wrong? Well, <laughs> so, I mean, so maybe I'm getting the sense on both scales. Is it possible that, you're, that your confidence in the belief is even stronger and, you're, and the importance of truth is even stronger than it was the last time we talked? I think so. And I, and I, I do really think it, it, a big part of that is the environment that we're currently in. We all have more time now to interact. We have more time to reflect I mean, when you think about it, right now, there's not a lot going on. It's almost like meditating. Not necessarily like someone sitting down and truly meditating, but you were kind of forced to go into, into this other mental state. And then you start thinking about things, you know, because so you have time to think about it. So you've it. had more time to actually think about these beliefs, and, and oftentimes we can have our days so full that that doesn't happen because you're more worried about the present. Yeah, I get it. So it seems like the primary reason why you believe in the belief is I think the way you just described it was a feeling mm -hmm. that it is true. Yeah. It's, it's for lack of a better way, a gut feeling. Yeah. I mean, and it's, it's hard to explain. I mean, what's one spirit? It's, I mean, that can be anything to anybody their internal spirit, and what does that mean to them? And is that spirit have the belief into this or that, or yeah. they don't, per se? So if Tony is sitting next to you, and Tony says that he doesn't have a belief that a spirit somehow transcends the body into a heaven after you pass on, mm -hmm. what would we say about Tony's belief? That's Tony's belief. I, I mean, I, I'm not here to judge yeah. someone else's belief. Sure. Um, if anything, you just encourage what their belief is and respect it. That's a that's a big thing. And I, and there's a lot of there's a, there's a lack of respect. Absolutely. And that's what causes a lot of friction in the world, anyways. Yeah. And a lack of understanding, empathy, or compassion. Right. So assuming that we want to, in addition to respecting each other's beliefs, we want to know what is true, what is real in the world. Mm -hmm. How could we go about differentiating what Tony believes versus what you believe with the goal of wanting to know what is true? That's a tough question. <laughs> Of course, you have to ask the tough questions. <laughs> it's always easier to ask the questions, trust me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know if there is an answer to the question, per se. Yeah. Um, 
And the reason I say that is because I don't know that, in my personal experience, I don't have a whole lot of conversation with other people about their beliefs. And in some cases, you really, there's lots of people we know that we have no clue what their beliefs are. Would it be correct to say that either Tony is right or are either you are right or maybe both of you are right or both of you are wrong? Is there a way to look at the conundrum we find ourselves in with Tony's belief versus your belief? I honestly think they, I mean, they both can be right. They both can be wrong. I mean, it is a conundrum. I don't know how, how to exactly, I don't know how to. Could, could both beliefs be true or is that impossible? No. I mean, there can be, um, there can be 50,000 different ways to get to the same answer. And I guess this just comes from, you know, there's all these other religions and beliefs out there. But sometimes you look at them and they ultimately have the same kind of goal, I think, in my opinion, is that not all of them, but a large amount of them is that there's someone that is a higher power and that when you go on, you know. Right. So but you believe in a higher power and that there is a heaven for everybody. And Tony, let's say, does not believe that. Mm -hmm. So does that make him wrong? Does it make either him wrong or you wrong? And I'm not yeah. saying what's the case, I, but I don't think his belief makes him wrong. I mean, can we all? We can all take different paths to go somewhere. So, are we saying that there is no universal objective truth? That we all have our own truths, or there is a truth out there to be discovered, and we just don't know if Tony is correct about this or whether you are correct about this? I would say. <laughs> I would actually, out of respect that his could be right and mine could be right, but if you think about it logically, <laughs> and of course this is where you go from logic to maybe not spiritually, is thinking that one person would be right with their path versus the other person, their belief being wrong with that path, but they end up taking the path that you take not realizing it, if that makes any sense. I'm not quite following you, but I will. So <laughs> tell me some more. So so basically what you're saying is if there's one higher power and he believes in this way. Well, let's say he doesn't believe in that. He okay. doesn't believe in a higher power. You do. Okay. If he doesn't believe in the higher power, see, this is where it gets muddy to me. And it's okay to be muddy. I just yeah, want to know yeah. how you see the world. Yeah, and how, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, honestly, um, I don't necessarily want to say that his belief is wrong, though, or wrong, or, or does is not the right path. And, and let's be clear that Tony has a very thick skin. You're not going to offend Tony. <laughs> Trust me, Tony will not be offended. <laughs> and so if that's taken off the table about offending others with a belief that someone doesn't share, is there a universal truth that we can find or— is there a subjective truth that you both have and that are both equally true? It's subjective and they're both equally true. Okay. So you both have your beliefs. Yep. You believe that you survive your death. There's a higher power. You go to a collective heaven. Mm-hmm. He believes pretty much the opposite. Yeah. Life's over and there is nothing. It's over. So maybe we could do a quick thought experiment. Okay. I have a kind of chickens running outside my yes. backyard here, as you see. 
I don't know how many chickens there are. Let's say you don't know how many chickens there are, but there is an answer. Let's say I believe that there are an even number of chickens and you believe that there are an odd number of chickens. Okay. Is that a subjective truth that both could be correct or is that not possible? Hmm. I mean, it is subjective. So I mean that's what your belief that's what your belief is. Obviously, what is the truth on the other side? Could could put one correct and the other one is not correct. So I'm sorry. So you're saying one is correct and one is not correct? Ultimately, in this case, I see it as we're both think we're correct. And obviously there is a correct answer out there. We just don't know that correct answer. Period. I see what you're and saying. what happens is when when does that correct answer present itself? And then Well, my question is if we don't know the answer, but there is a correct answer, a universal yeah. objective truth, and it doesn't matter what we think about it, yeah. there's just a it's truth true. there. How does truth work objectively in that situation, but, but not objectively in your belief versus Tony's belief? Right? Yeah. Hmm. It's a quandary because I'm thinking of this, this scenario, that this example, the chickens. The chickens. Mm-hmm. This is something that's clear and present, and we can we we know that we have chickens out there. They do exist. Yeah. And that there is a there is a, <laughs> there is a, there is an answer that will make one correct and one not correct. Okay. But when you go to this spiritual side the spiritual side is in that belief really doesn't necessarily see it as it's not science i guess it's not it's hard to quantify so I guess. If something is difficult to quantify because we it's it's a it's a belief but we don't it's not tangible so the example with the chickens to me is tangible so you're saying that if a belief is difficult to quantify, then that belief can be both true and not true. Mm-hmm. Because I don't necessarily think that we're putting values on something so that we can understand it here, but it's something that we don't know, that we just believe, that we can't, <laughs> you know, we're putting a value on something that really ultimately Deep down, we can't answer that right now. You have to... So what if I said in the chicken example that we don't know the answer, it's just a belief we have right now, that I believe that it's even, and you believe that there's an odd number, and it's just a belief. We have no evidence because we haven't counted the chickens. Correct. And in the spiritual belief, what I think I'm saying is that you believe that there is a higher power and a universal heaven that we go to, odd, and Tony believes that there's not, even. And I'm trying to see in my mind how those are different kinds of knowledge or truths. You know what I mean? I can put that, I can, I can, <laughs> I can rephrase if, you'd ra- if you want me to. I understand ex- how you're saying it. I understand. To me... They're both, we're talking about knowing. There's, there, it's beliefs because you don't know with the chickens. We know they're out there. Yeah. 
We don't know how many there are. We don't. And we don't know if you're right or if I'm right with right. odds or evens. Right. And how I, is that belief different than different the spiritual than the, than the belief? spiritual yeah, one? Yeah, yeah. Maybe it has to do with being in the present. And I know that like there's a future. We haven't counted the chickens. That's in the future. So how do we know what the future lies and the answer that lies there? Does it I, matter if we don't know the answer but will know the answer in the future? Does that change the answer? Well, it would change the, <laughs> the outcome would change the answer. How do you mean? Well, it, if you can get to those chickens, <laughs> yeah, then you've got in and, and you do your and you count them and you, you have an answer. You have your answer. I guess it's just because we're here in this world, and I feel the spiritual is another world, and I can't. I don't. I, I don't. I just look at them completely different. How is the I, spiritual I don't world different than you say the world we're living in? This make it more complicated because obviously we don't know what the boundaries of spiritual world are we don't know them we know we think we know them but do we and until that day comes we don't and you can say that also about here i mean we're here right now that doesn't mean that we know what the future is or what's going to happen like counting the chickens but i feel different about that question about the chickens in confidence versus on a spiritual level I completely get what you're saying. If you look at just the meaning of the words and take out everything, how are they different? You have a belief that the chickens are even or odd versus is there a God or is there not a God? You're asking something with a tangible item, living thing that we know exists out there versus someone we believe in that... So you're saying believing in a God or believing in a higher power is not tangible in the situation where we're believing in something that's not tangible, then all bets are off. We can believe what we want to believe, and that will be true. You are listening to Being Reasonable on WHUP. We continue our conversation with Alex as he re-examines his belief that there is a heaven waiting for us, both individually and collectively, right after this short break.
Hi, this is Mark Solomon, host of Being Reasonable. Do you like the show and want to help? Please subscribe to Being Reasonable as a podcast and maybe even write us a review. Thanks. In the situation where we're believing in something that's not tangible, then all bets are off. We can believe what we want to believe, and that will be true. It is the tangible part. You can obtain that, whether you're right or wrong, with the chickens, that answer can be answered almost immediately. We could go over there, and if you can catch them and determine how many there are, we could have our answer. But with intangible things, you can have more than one answer, and both can be true. And it's an infinity, too. We don't know. It's as big as the universe. And I realize we don't know, but in the chicken example, we're saying there is an answer. We don't know. Correct. But there is an answer. But in the spiritual realm, we might not know the answer, and there could be more than one answer. Correct. In... If something's not tangible, then mm-hmm. how do we know that it exists? Good question. Because obviously tangible, I see something as tangible is yes. I mean, and then if it's not tangible, how can you believe in something that doesn't exist? Because of, to me, if something's not tangible, and I say there are an even number of purple dragons in my backyard, and you say that there is an odd number of purple dragons, I can definitely see how both of those could be correct because it's not It's tangible. not tangible, yeah. There it's, are no purple dragons that we know of. <laughs> say, or there are. I mean, yeah. there might be. I mean, but it's, since it's not tangible, there's no... To me, when I hear that, it's hard to know. It's hard to gain that knowledge. And if it wasn't true, there's no way to know that it wasn't true. That's what I think about when I think of something that's not tangible. And maybe the tangible is not the best word, but that's what came to mind when... Yes, and I don't yeah. want to put words in your mouth. No, so no, no, So if no, there's no. a different way you wish to describe no, it, please but, tell me. Yes. <laughs> but, I mean, it makes sense. They are very, very tough questions. Yeah. And it is working through the process. That is life. I mean... We are working through a process. Sure. So, I mean, it's a process that's ever-evolving. All right, so let me ask you this question. What would you say is more important to you? The belief, that specific belief, or believing in things that are absolutely true? And you could believe those two things equally or one more than the other. And those, and to clarify, the things that are being absolutely true are... Just whatever you believe whatever. is true is true. Or is it more important to believe in your belief regardless of whether it is true? You know what I'm saying? The way I take that in, I say it's equally important okay. that the belief and that the belief is also true. I mean, to me, it's equal. And I asked you this before... If the belief wasn't true, and I'm, of course, not saying this is the case. Just a theoretical. Theoretically. Yeah. Last time you said that it would affect you emotionally pretty much if the belief wasn't true. Mm -hmm. Do you still have that reaction? Oh, yeah. I would totally, totally have that reaction. Why? Because you put your heart, your soul into something, and then when you find out 
hypothetically that it's not the truth, then that is that technically is a letdown to you. What is the letdown? That your life doesn't persist? That you don't see dead friends and family members? That, I mean, what is it about it's the belief? The, it's, the, it's just the truth part. <laughs> it's what? It's the truth part. Like the, the let, letdown of the truth. Because obviously, if I want to say obviously, if it was energy not, into this and that turned out not to be true, is yeah. that what you're saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you put all that energy into it and it turned out not to be true, would that be a letdown? Yes. Nothing you can change about it. But is it a letdown? It is not the outcome that you were. So it'd be a letdown. That's something that you invested in and put a lot yeah. of energy in turned out not to be true. Would be a failure. That would be how a failure. I, I will fully admit that I have had beliefs that turn out not to be correct in my personal life. Uh -huh. I believe things are just weren't true. And I probably still believe things that aren't true. And when I've revised those beliefs, I don't recall that affecting my esteem as a person. And I don't recall personally feeling a failure about revising my beliefs. And I might have been a failure of other things because we all fail at things at one time or another. That's a pretty human condition <laughs> yeah. issue right there. But I don't recall me revising a belief affecting me that way. So I'm going to turn the table on you for just a second. So what's the value? So the failure happens, but you just move on and chalk it up and it doesn't really bring you down. So we putting a... There's a we all put values on things. So certain failures and certain items have different emotional effect based on a value that we put to it. I see where you're coming from. So, so for me, if it's something spiritual, we're going to put a whole lot of value to that. And to me, that value is going to have a, a bigger impact on. Yeah. So it's just like a swinging pendulum. You know, if, the, if you put so much value into, into that belief, that pendulum has swung way out, and then it's a huge letdown, that same amount of energy that was positive going out, yeah. it's going to come back negative in equal amounts. Is that? Well, let me put it this way. I think this will help clarify the importance of the belief. If I believe to my bones that there is an even number of chickens out there, and it turns out that I am incorrect, mm -hmm. that there is an odd number of chickens out there. If that affected me emotionally, what would you think about that? About what you felt like emotionally? Yeah, if I that, said like... that, I really, that's just cut me down a few pegs. That I, I really, really believe that there was an even number of chickens, and it turns out that there was an odd number of chickens, and I am devastated. Would you think that I am a failure of some sort? I would not think anything less of you because... You... So I'm trying to understand why, if the belief was incorrect, and, and, and I'm not saying that it is, but if it was, why would that... Be any different be than different? And it might be different. It might be different. But I'm trying to understand why it is. Hmm. Well, is it, it's being a spiritual and do you go on to the next level or not? Is there a next level or not? Guess the letdown is if it's not there, huh? Tough one. It is a tough one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm not trying to put I'm, you on the spot. Honestly, honestly. I'm thinking yeah. several different ways 
and several different ways of thinking about it, it really chalks up the, the conversation we're having about beliefs is so difficult. No, and I appreciate, you know, you're it, taking the time and really thinking this through with me. But when you ask the questions, it does raise other questions, yeah. even for me, because I don't necessarily think of it that way. And I don't want you to think that asking that question has any way about influencing well, is more so of just broadening. Well, let me tell you a possibility and tell me how this resonates. Me being devastated by thinking that there are an even number of chickens when there are an odd number of chickens wouldn't make much sense because that would have no impact on my life. But believing that there is an afterlife, if there is no afterlife, and I'm not saying that's the case, mm -hmm. would directly affect me in the sense that that would necessarily mean that this life is all there is. Yeah. I don't know if that plays into it, but yeah, that's I mean, what I'm that's, thinking off the top of my head. It does sound like and then, But then I want to ask the question is like, so the impact of not having the right number of chickens that you thought were odd or even or whatever, however we've been going, it's still, even though that you're not putting a whole lot of value to that on your life. Yeah. But it still impacts your life in a small amount in some way that yeah. you might not even think would impact one's self. I see where you're coming from in the sense that yeah, if it, I'm supposed to be taking might... <laughs> care of 11 chickens and there's 10 chickens out there, that's a problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You might not think that it impacts you or affects you emotionally. Yeah. But it really does because there is a feedback. You got feedback from that and you're reacting to it. It's just how much of a reaction there is to it. But I do... So each, but to, each scenario has some sort of emotional impact. They have to. Has to. Right. But is it fair to say that the impact of the chicken answer is a less of an impact than the surviving your death answer? In my belief, yes. But that could be wrong. <laughs> could be... That impact could be greater for you. Maybe you right. don't... Maybe you don't show it emotionally and it could have a greater impact. But it so, seems like you're putting a high value yes. on your belief being yes. true. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And which would reflect in the higher number. Right. And I I think what I'm also saying is that we both don't probably put a very high value on the chicken thing. Correct. Being true. And there's assumption made there that I don't put a high I don't think that Mark puts a high value on that chicken. And, and I'm telling you I don't. <laughs> I don't. But that's but that's, if I did uh -huh. put a really high value yeah. on whether there are an even or an odd number of chickens, should that value matter? Well, it has to matter to some degree. I mean, should it matter to what is true? It should. Well, yeah, it should matter to what is true. So how important the outcome of a belief is relates to that belief being true or not? I think so. I guess what I'm yeah. saying is that if you had no skin in the game, right? Yeah. If you if it just didn't have any effect on you whatsoever, do you think that would change how you approach the question or not? Yes. You think it would? Oh yeah, I think it would totally. If there's if you had no skin in the game, it's going to either it it's I mean, that's just no it's water off your back. 
You don't, it, there's, right. just, there's just nothing there. So you're telling me that your belief could change if you didn't have skin in that game. Because yeah. whether it was really important to me, whether the chickens were even or odd, I think I'm saying that that will not affect the answer. It'll affect how I feel about the answer, but it won't affect the answer. It won't affect, no, I don't think it'll affect the answer. Right, but it'll yeah. affect how I feel it'll about the answer. It'll affect how you feel about Yeah. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Yep. Right. And I was trying to relate that to your belief. That makes this sense. This is the tough, this is, this is what's so tough about it. And I appreciate this. I really do. These are difficult questions. Okay. And I won't put you on the hot seat for too much longer. <laughs> if, and again, I'm not saying this is the case, but if this belief turned out to be incorrect, and it may very well be correct. But if it this was is, incorrect. This is true. If it was incorrect, and you went home tonight, would your life be different? Would you change any of the things that you do or how you interact with people or how you see the world or how you talk with loved ones and friends? I mean, do you see that fundamentally changing who you are? And it might. I'm just trying to see it through your eyes. If, if, if we had the, a crystal ball and yeah. knew it ahead of time. Somehow knew. Knew it. It, oh, totally, for me, would change how I conduct things. Yeah. It would totally, because that's... Give me, can you give me an example? Uh, I don't really know how I would change my day-to-day -day interactions with people if I knew what that answer was. Because, once again, we're talking about something that's out there that's a belief, and... You know, it's one thing to talk about, but when it when it's one hundred percent validated, that is only then will you process that and really react and how you react. So you're saying it's too abstract at this point to it's consider. Too abstract, yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, because right. um, I'm trying to think of an example. Sometimes I wonder if beliefs can be so emotionally charged that even considering that that belief might not be true is just too much to put your head around just given, you know, how much crap we have to deal with in a day-to-day, -day, you know. The brain power just to just wrap. To, just to living our lives, you yeah. know. Uh -huh. Sometimes I wonder that myself. Uh, you know, I mean, I, yeah, you, I can't put, I had an example and it happened this year and I don't remember, but the outcome was completely the truth. And I wish I could remember what it was, but I moved on <laughs> yeah. with it, but it does change like the way I look or perceive things. Right. It does affect how it changes, I think, affects it at different, a lot of different levels. If if we could have that crystal ball and we knew the answer, right, completely would affect the way we. Well, I really us. appreciate this, Alex. I really do. This has uh, been such an interesting conversation, and I actually find this second conversation more interesting than our first conversation. I just find it fascinating to talk to people about this. I really do. It's one of the most favorite things I get to do, and uh, hopefully. <laughs> I uh, wasn't making you too uncomfortable with the questions. It can happen sometimes. I really try not, not to. Not uncomfortable. The, okay. The, the big thing for me is I think maybe possibly that this was better 
not only because we've had an initial conversation to start a dialogue, but I'm just as much wanting to ask questions in return so that I get the feel for someone else and why they ask the question the way they do. And so it's a relationship. Yes. And so there's, I think there's that as well that plays into it. Yeah. That Are makes you... it more comfortable yes. to, to and, and maybe not necessarily easier to answer the tough questions, yeah. but when you have that open dialogue, it helps bounce off like, okay, I understand what you're saying. Let me ask you a question so yeah. that you can get the necessary feedback to try to come out. <laughs> I hear you. So in that vein, what is hard for me personally mm-hmm. to wrap my head around, and I could be wrong about this, but it's really hard for me to grasp situations where two opposing things can be true, regardless of we're talking about chickens or, or God, or it's just hard for me to do that. And when I'm faced with a situation like that, I'm thinking either I'm not thinking about truth correctly, or I'm not thinking about the belief I'm holding correctly. And that's how I think about it. And I, Again, so that's I could that's, be wrong about that. That's that's your juggle in life. That's what your juggle in life. My juggle in life. Yeah, that's exactly what that is. Yeah, yeah. And the cross maybe, I must bear. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. well, maybe you could come on my show a year from now, and we'll have another conversation if you yes. are so inclined. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. I do appreciate that. Thank you for having me. From the WHUP studios in downtown Hillsboro, North Carolina, I'm Mark Solomon, and you've just listened to another episode of Being Reasonable. Questions? Thoughts? Connect with us at beingreasonableshow.com. See you next week. Silence is not an option I've got you.
Something 
Just endless tracks to misconstrue